we come to the concluding chapter, chapter 5 of Peter's first epistle today. Throughout the letter, he's been instructing and exhorting the, the church in the, in the manner in which they should conduct themselves in the midst of suffering and hardship. And he'll offer one more word of encouragement on that note again in this final uh, chapter. But otherwise, he spends the last chapter giving final instructions to church leaders and members, encouraging believers to live lives of humility, and warning believers to be aware of the reality and activity of Satan. It's a brief chapter, but it has a lot to, to teach us. Well, let's just take a look at a couple of things here. Um, first, let's think about humility and God's favor. There's a nice little section on humility in verses 5 through 7 of this chapter. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. There are a few noteworthy points about humility tucked away in these verses. First, notice humility isn't something that is automatic or assumed in us, but is rather a chosen attitude of heart and mind. Peter says, clothe yourselves with humility. We're not, we're not born humble. It's something we have to choose to be. We have to put on the clothes of humility. <laughs> um, second, humility refers to the attitude that we have toward ourselves with reference to others. Consider that Peter tells believers to clothe themselves with humility toward one another in verse 5. Further, he, he later says in verse 6, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. So humility is an attitude and a perspective we have toward ourselves with reference to other people as well as to God. It's not... Uh, necessarily thinking meanly of yourself or putting yourself down. It's, it, it's not thinking uh, less of yourself, but really thinking less about yourself. There's a difference. To think less about yourself with reference to other people is to put their needs and their good above your own. That's humility. With reference to God, thinking less about yourself is putting his will above your own, even if you fear the cost, trusting completely that he will more than take care of you and bless you. That's the that's the point that Peter really wants to drive home in verses 6 and 7. Really and truly, when we humble ourselves before other people, we are simultaneously humbling ourselves before God as well. But Peter um, specifically emphasizes that we are humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God. We aren't humbling ourselves uh, before someone who is unable to care for us. Contrary, if we would but cast all our anxieties on him, he will most certainly care for us, he says in verse 7. But the mark of humility toward God is trusting that he will take care of us at the proper time, according to his perfect will, rather than our impatient desires. Humility is a virtue learned and worked in us by the Spirit of God over time as we walk daily with the Lord, seeking obedience to his word. But it's a discipline and a virtue worth pursuing, as Peter reminds us that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. I mean, can you imagine being opposed by God? <laughs> Paul says in Romans 8.31, But if God is for us, who can be against us? For the proud, the question becomes reversed. If God is against us, who can be for us? Consider that as you each day as you make the choice to clothe yourselves with humility. Well, secondly and finally... Um, Let's think about resisting the devil. The latter half of the chapter, immediately following the section on humility, is a well-known passage about the devil. Peter says um, in verses 8 and 9, Be 
sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. There are a couple of things worth pointing out here. First, we're foolish if we don't believe that Satan is real and he's, that he's active. And not merely active, but actively and maliciously opposed to you and me as, as believers. He's referred to here as your adversary who wants nothing more to devour you. Um, so don't, don't ignore him. Uh, but as Peter says, be sober-minded and watchful. But second, Peter goes a step further than simply instructing us to be aware of Satan's schemes against us, but actively resist them. So let's consider that for a second. One might ask, how exactly do I go about resisting Satan? How does one practically do that? I think Peter gives us the answer right here in verse 9. As we look at that, that verse, again, he says, resist, the, resist him firm in your faith. And I, I believe that's exactly how we resist him, by remaining firm in our faith. That goes all the way back to Satan's first appearance in the Bible to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. What were Satan's first words to them? His first words recorded in the Bible uh, it, are, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree of uh, in the garden? So he tempted them to break faith and question God's word. That is still the mode of operation with us. Therefore, the best way to resist him, unlike Adam and Eve, is to continue to believe God's word and that there is greater joy and greater reward in doing God's, de God's desire than going against it. And I'd remind you in closing that uh, Paul identified one offensive weapon with which to attack in Ephesians 6 and, uh, and to attack what? To attack the schemes of the devil. And that is the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. To believe the promises of God in order to resist the devil, you must know the promises of God. In order to do the will of God in order to resist the devil, you must know the will of God. Where are those things to be found? In Scripture. Read it. Think deeply about it. Memorize it. Rejoice in it. Study it. Pray it. Believe it. This is your weapon, and it is more than capable to equip you to resist the devil at every moment and stand firm in humble faith. Those are just a few thoughts about 1 Peter chapter 5.